Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hate to say I told you so, but you knew the Nets were going to be in trouble when they sold their soul and got rid of Kenny Atkinson, traded the young core pieces that they were building. You know, the Nets used to be a team that, and I've said this on the air, I mean, we talked about it for many years, they were a team that gave hope to lousy teams around here where they dug themselves out after not having top draft picks, not being a good franchise. Remember, they went all in with Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett and blah, 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 and and on we go. And they missed with that so badly that it put them in such a difficult spot to ever get out of it. And then Sean Marks took over. Kenny Atkinson was the head coach. They drafted really well without top draft picks. They developed young players. They built a solid team into a playoff. They built their team up to a playoff team with potential. Now, clearly they were lacking you know, star power. But you thought, at least I did, you look at Levert and said, hey, you know what? Maybe he could be. The guy. And, you know, D'Angelo Russell, whatever. I know nobody's going nuts over him. But you look at Jared Allen, you say, this guy's a good player. I mean, the Nets were building it the difficult way, but the right way. And then baby Kyrie and Kevin Durant came along and wanted to play in New York, but were afraid to play at Madison Square Garden. And while the Nets and their fans thought that they got this great score and stole two of the great players in the league away from the Knicks. Instead, it turned out they saved the Knicks further embarrassment. And now the Nets have become the laughing stock. The Nets have become the embarrassment, not only in the NBA, but more importantly, in this town which is very difficult to do when you look at some of the sports teams and the organizations, the way they've been run over the last 20-plus years. I think the Nets top them all. 
I mean, they are a clown show. And the sad part is those of us that use a little common sense and could think ahead a little bit saw it coming. It wasn't just KD. Of course, what team wouldn't want Kevin Durant? One of the great players in the league, one of the you know terrific players in history of the sport. So obviously, if you have a chance to get Kevin Durant, you want him on your team. But he did come along with Kyrie Irving, who we all knew was a problem. And you know what's crazy? We assumed that Kyrie would be a problem eventually. I don't know if anybody could have ever imagined that Kyrie Irving would be the problem that he has become. I mean, it's worse now than it's ever been before. Way worse than in Cleveland. Way worse than in Boston. This is a whole nother level with Kyrie Irving. And this year in particular, coming off of a year last year, dealing with the pandemic stuff. And not wanting to play with the vaccine and COVID and all that stuff. But the Nets sold their soul to bring in KD and Kyrie. Those guys said that they chose Brooklyn because they liked the way the organization was run, meaning that, hey, they built it up into a successful team. The missing pieces should have been KD and Kyrie, right? Wrong. They didn't like certain players, so they wanted those players out. They come in and say they don't really need a head coach and they don't want to play for a head coach. I'm paraphrasing here. Don't quote me. They don't really want to play for... A real head coach. So hire Steve Nash. Yeah, we don't need it. We'll just be, it'll be a collaborative effort. And instead of it being the Brooklyn Nets led by a solid foundation with Sean Marks and Kenny Atkinson, the keys to the franchise were turned over to KD and Kyrie. And it has blown up in their face and continues to blow up in their face every which way. It just gets worse and worse and worse and worse. So they hire Steve Nash. Did anybody think Steve Nash was a worthy head coach in the NBA? I didn't. I don't believe the majority of people did. But it wouldn't matter, right? Because KD and Kyrie, wrong. Those two guys need to be held accountable. Those two guys need to be told when they're wrong. And the Nets organization hasn't done that. And when you let players run things... This is what happens. Superstar or not. You know how many people say, oh, you're nuts. Oh, you're not. You're just a bitter Knicks fan. No, look, I hate the Knicks too. I don't, I don't, the Knicks have sucked for 20 years. Now, I love the 90s Knicks, but these Knicks, come on. Can't get behind these Knicks for the last 20 years with Dolan. I want to. I wish they were good. I love going to the garden. They stink. They've been the embarrassment. They've been the joke. And under different circumstances, yeah, I would have loved to have seen KD in a Nick uniform. But with Kyrie, there was always hesitation because you know that he's a ticking time bomb. So there was that thought, oh, you're just a bitter Nick fan. No, I'm not. I don't like that the Nets broke up the foundation that they had to accommodate KD and Kyrie and then have them start making the decisions, whether it be on the head coach, whether it be with players on the roster. It doesn't work like that. Then you have this last offseason after the vaccination stuff with Kyrie. Then KD requesting that he wants out. I mean, just as bad as it gets. Or so we thought. 
Kyrie wants out, there are no takers. KD wants out, there aren't there aren't good enough offers to make it worthy for the Nets to make a move. KD says it's me or Nash. What'd you think was going to happen? My thought process was, what took you so long? I mean, you knew that Nash was going to get fired. What took him so long? Seven games in, that's it? I would assume he wouldn't have started the season or at least, you know, maybe got fired after the first couple of games. An embarrassment. Brooklyn has become an embarrassment. And it started with the acquisition of two players who we were told were going to win multiple championships. Look out. Brooklyn's now on the map. The Nets are going to win multiple championships with KD and Kyrie. Not to mention they then doubled down or tripled down and went in to get James Harden. And obviously that didn't work out. I mean, every which way this organization turned after the acquisition of KD and Kyrie has been the wrong way. Wrong move after wrong move after wrong move. So then you fast forward and get to Kyrie and his anti-Semitism, which is just unacceptable and how he hasn't been suspended or punished in any way is a reflection of a horribly run organization. Uh, I'm not sure how they continue to let him get away with stuff. And TNT and all the guys there did an excellent job basically criticizing Kyrie and the Nets saying that there should be some kind of punishment. I mean, I just don't understand how you can let him get away with that and think it's okay. And if I'm a Jewish Nets fan who love going to games, I mean, and I was offended by that, I'm not going anymore. That That's the thing. That building should be empty. How could you go support Kyrie Irving after what he was supporting? And then support the Nets after them not doing anything about it? But that's just me. And then you get to the, you know, part where Kyrie is not talking to the media now and the Nets trying to protect him. The Nets then after a win, a rare win, fire Nash. And the reports are that they're going to hire Ime Udoka, which may be the worst kept secret. I mean, there was speculation about this in the offseason when it was brought up that, you know, Nash not really going to have a long leash, if any leash at all. And the way things went, I don't think you you could even consider that he had a a leash. He was a dead man walking. You knew he was going to get fired. Just a matter of time. And good for him to get the hell out. And you know who else it's good for? Kenny Atkinson. He's got to be sitting back smiling. Thinking, see, we had something I was building the right way. You guys screwed it up. Screw you. You got what you deserved. And they did. And they're going to continue to get it. So then they want to go hire Ime Udoka, and nothing's official. And Marks, you know, didn't address it, and all you know, didn't admit to that being the case. Now, while it might be the best basketball move for this team, although, do you really think any coach at this point is getting through to Kyrie Irving or Kevin Durant? The team is basically going to go as those two guys go, and right now, they're not going. What they're doing is creating further separation. You know it's just a matter of time before Kyrie's out of here at the end of the year, if not sooner. And KD, I'm sure, won't be too far behind. Contract or not. But now, the Nets as an organization potentially want to bring back Ime Udoka, a guy who has been suspended by the Celtics 
The guy who had a successful year as a head coach a year ago, suspended by the Celtics for stuff that we don't even know about that went on within the organization other than an inappropriate relationship with a female worker. This, of course, while he's married to Nia Long, which speaks for itself. And then there may be stuff on top of that that we are not aware of. And when you see what the Celtics are doing in regards to handling Udoka and basically just letting him go free of charge, hey, you want him? All right, go ahead. He's your problem now. That's basically what's happening here. And the Nets are like, okay, yeah, we'd love to have him back. Showing that they don't give a crap. Now, in sports, we generally don't care about the moral high ground. It's nice to think that we do. We'd want to. Ultimately, I know what sports fans want. I'm one of them. You want to see your team win. So if you believe that Ime Udoka can help, if you're a Nets fan, if you believe that he can help your team win and be better than Nash or any other option, then you're all for the hire, regardless of what he did in Boston and what he got suspended for and what may still come out on him. I get it. Same thing with Kyrie Irving. You may not say it publicly, but I guarantee you that there are a lot of Net fans who sadly don't care. Don't care that Kyrie, you know, did what he did with the vaccine, did what he did obviously with his post supporting anti-Semitism. They just want to win basketball games. Right or wrong, that's how a lot of sports fans feel. Obviously, you would consider it wrong from a moral aspect. But the organization just doesn't get it. After they have a star player go out there and tweet what he did, after the year that they had last year dealing with all the nonsense, after all that went on with Nash and you know having to fire him eventually, the guy that they're going to bring in to be a leader for this group is currently suspended for the year or indefinitely by the Celtics. And many reports say he was never going to coach again with the Celtics for inappropriate workplace behavior at the, at the least. That's the guy that you're going to bring in to lead the charge. It's, I mean, it's become an embarrassment for the Nets. And it just continues. Just when you think they've hit rock bottom, they go a little further down. How low can the Nets go? And it's the owner, it's Marks, it's the entire organization. Everybody deserves blame. And maybe the one way out, even though I don't think there is any way out of this, Maybe the one way out is to win. And why would you have any faith that this now 2-6 and team is going to do that? And remember, I have not, I mean, if you listen to the show over the course of the last couple years, I'm not a Nets fan. I don't pretend that that's the case. But I did like them under Atkinson. But with KD and Kyrie, they're impossible to get behind. Although, after this offseason when they were able to kind of get it back together and take one more run at it, I thought, all right, well, you're going to get now 
the Nets' best shot. I'd have to believe Kyrie is super motivated. Have to believe KD super motivated. Not that I ever believed in Nash, but still. You thought, at least I thought, they were going to really give it their best shot here and be a force to be reckoned with. Because how could you not think that that talent eventually would get it going? And then you've watched this team, and I know it's early, but the fact that this team started the way they did, now had to fire the coach, and then potentially bringing in Udoka, uh, I I think it's only going to continue to get worse. And like I said, maybe winning can make it go away even then. I guarantee Kyrie will continue to cause problems because that's what he's done his whole career. The only thing he's been consistent at is being a troublemaker or causing problems. And eventually, we'll get more information about Ime Udoka and what really went on. And then the Nets might find themselves looking for another head coach. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Argue about it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com.
When it comes to sports, it's all happening right now. Football, basketball, hockey, and soon enough, the World Cup. I'm actually really into the World Cup this year. I'm going to get into it, uh, obviously, when it takes place. These commercials get me pumped up. Anyway, and there's no better place to wager on all of those sports than Superbook Sports. When you sign up, deposit, and wager in the same day, Superbook will give you a bonus up to $1,000. When the sports world is busy, it's time to get busy winning some money. So download the Superbook Sports app or visit Superbook.com to wager and win today. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 877-337-6666. I gave out a little uh, a pick for Superbook Sports earlier today prior to Game 3 of the World Series. And... My thinking behind it was, if I picked the Astros to win the World Series in six games, this was the game that they had to win. They had to be able to go out there and win game three of the World Series. And I also thought that maybe the rain out, you know, because there was great anticipation for Philadelphia, right? Hosting a World Series game where, you know, who wouldn't have great anticipation and excitement about that. But Halloween, maybe a festive atmosphere, a wild crowd as it usually is in Philadelphia. I mean, that, those, that, that fan base has been insane. The atmosphere has been nuts there. So I thought maybe the postponement can curtail that a little bit. And then with McCullers, who I trust, I know Suarez has been great, but I trust McCullers in the postseason. If the Astros can get off to a good start, that's the game that they're going to win. Wrong. Philly right out of the gate, making good defensive plays, crowd into it, and they, they're they doing exactly what the Mets couldn't do. Get the, hold the the opponent from scoring in the top half, and then go out there and boom, Bryce Harper, two run homer, and that was essentially the game. That's it. Game, set, match. Another couple of homers in the second, uh, another one in the fifth. I mean, it's hacking out all night long. Philadelphia right now cannot be stopped. And... While I thought Houston was the better team going in and they would eventually win this series and Dusty Baker would get his first, I can no longer go against the momentum of the Philadelphia Phillies. It's, I mean, you knew that you couldn't anyway coming into this World Series. I did see some people picking the Strohs in four or five, which to me was just laughable. I thought even six was maybe pushing it, but I figured Philly at least going to win a couple of games. And after game one, you start to get worried. After game three... I think this is over. And I'd be surprised if the series at this point went back to Houston. They, I mean, at home, they're unbelievable. It's a storm of emotion. It's steamroll their opponents there. They, Philly can't get, they, I mean, they can't get beat at home, it seems. Even if they're down in these games, late in these games, they're coming back. Their offense in that park with that energy, with that fan base right now, seems unstoppable. And I feel like Houston doesn't know what hit him. Forget the pitching matchups. Doesn't even matter. God, Philadelphia has been impressive. I'm jealous. I wish I could hate him. I mean, I don't like Philadelphia. I generally hate the Phillies. But this is not a hateable Philadelphia Phillies team. 877-337-6666. Dove is in Muncie, New York. What's up, Dove? Hey, Sal. How are you doing? How are you this morning, Dove? Good, good. Okay, love the show, love your passion. I've called in a few times. Thank you. Um, so I get two points. One, as an Australian, because I live here in New York, but I'm, I'm from Australia. And I would just tell you what's going on, you know, because I stay in touch with all my friends, my mates back in Australia. 
everybody was nuts with Ben Simmons. The whole Australia was behind him. And everybody just instantly became Sixers fans and ran out and got jerseys and stayed up late to watch the games. And then when he actually, for a lot of my friends and their kids, when he moved over to Brooklyn, they, they, they moved with him, right? And then they're literally getting new jerseys and they're in love with the Sixers, with, 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 the, with the Nets. Now, I'm telling you that everybody's done. The bitterness, they're all done with him. Now, I feel bad, you know, if you've got the mental health issues, challenges, you know, I'm not judging. But at some point, like, Aussies are like, mate, you got to step it up. It's a bit rich. And now what they're all doing, they're all becoming Josh Giddy OKC fans. And I remember growing up in Australia, I went and watched his father uh, play for the Melbourne Tigers, Warwick Giddy. Right, but Dove, you know the issue here? And look, I mean, we did a whole open talking about the Nets. I did not mention Ben Simmons once. While Ben Simmons is a problem in his own right, he is the least of the Nets' issues right now. You're right, you're right. I, I just want to give you, like, the Australian perspective. That's just the first thing I want to say. Like, my friends, Keith Richard, all getting, you know, just giddy jerseys, and, like, they're like, we're done. We're moving, mm-hmm. we're moving. The second thing I want to say is, you know, that I'm, I'm Jewish, and I'm, I'm religious and observant, so, you know, you can tell when you see me. I've, I've gone through a lot. I've had things said to me, things thrown at me, whatever. You know, and I, I don't like to, like, be that guy that's, like, crying anti-Semitism. I feel like, you know what, if you're Jewish, be proud. And don't worry what other people are saying. But what I feel for myself is when somebody's putting down somebody else, whether it's, you know, a different race or religion or, or, or like, you know, uh, some sexual orientation, mm-hmm. whatever it is, that, that's when I stand up. And the, the Nets over here, especially in Brooklyn, which is such a dense Jewish community with so many fans that literally come to all the games, to have not jumped on this and, and reprimanded him and distanced themselves and made a statement is is it, it, very, very, very disappointing. And it's just like sports is there to hopefully not only make money, but to like be role model, both from player point of view and from management. And it's just like they dropped the ball. It's well, and, and also the, it's supposed to be there to create an escape for people. It's supposed to be there. And I know your teams lose or whatever, but it's supposed to be fun and games. It's not supposed to be like this where the star player on the team that you root for if you're a Nets fan is insulting your religion. And your, your, your people, like, you can't have that happen. Now, obviously, to your point, though, you don't want to have that happen in any walk of life, any way, shape, or form. So it doesn't matter, you know, what race, what religion, what gender, anything else. You don't want to, I mean, I don't understand why we got to be so divisive and people got to knock other people. But coming from Kyrie Irving, he, he's, at the very least, he should be punished from the Nets organization. They did nothing about it. How can any Net fan go there and support that crap? Yeah, it's very disappointing. And the other thing is about Kyrie, like, he also spent the last, I don't know, year or two literally nominating himself as the most, you know, moral and ethical and higher, uh, you know, set of standards with the whole thing. I'm not getting involved in the COVID stuff. But, like, and then then you come out with this, it's just, like, it's very, very off-putting. And, and you're right. Internally, they have to, like, do something and make a statement. You know, come out in the media and say something. And Josiah, owner Josiah, thank you for the call, Dove. I appreciate you checking in. Now, look, and to your point, Dove, maybe certain things aren't going to offend you or you don't let them bother you that much. I'm similar in that regard. You know, uh, maybe I haven't had many opportunities to be offended, but I really don't give a crap what anybody else says. That's just me. You want to be stupid and ignorant and, you know, racist or... um, you know, uh, you know, anti uh, a semite. You're just a, a, a complete fool, and you want to be a bigot, whatever it may be. To me, that's just there's no saving certain people like that. If they have their mind made up, 
That's their problem, not mine. But you do want to make the world as good of a place as you possibly can and try to promote, you know, equality. And, you know, you hate to sound like a hippie, but peace and love and all those different things. But yet it's difficult. People just aren't happy with themselves. And because people aren't happy with themselves, they try to take down others. I don't think that's what was happening here with Kyrie Irving. I'm not sure what his freaking issue is. Kyrie always thinks he's smarter than everybody else. We're all the idiots. He's the smartest guy. He's the only one who gets it. But yet he's the one who continues to find himself in trouble. For doing stupid things. And he the worst part is, even if Joe Sy suspends Kyrie Irving, whatever the suspension may be, and finds him and all that stuff. Do you think Kyrie Irving will get it? Do you think he'll learn from it? Because punishing somebody is only good if the person learns from their mistake or understands why it was wrong in the first place. And I don't believe Kyrie Irving, A, thinks he was wrong, B, cares enough to understand why he was wrong and offensive, what he tweeted. But I also don't want to hear it from Net fans who then go and support the team. I know that he's putting you in a tough spot as a fan. You love the Brooklyn Nets. You've loved them, as I heard Evan say earlier today. You know, I loved them before uh, these guys got here. I'll love them long after these guys are here. Sure, I understand that. However, by buying a ticket to go see the Brooklyn Nets, and cheering for that team, you are supporting Kyrie Irving. And at this particular point, I don't know how anybody could do that. Dave is calling from Westchester. What's up, Dave? Yeah, hi, Sal. Um, you know, I called a couple of days ago. We talked. We talked about a pleasant subject, which was uh, the chances of Aaron Judge going to Brooklyn or the West Coast or to the Yankees. Uh, but uh, you know, as far as Kyrie goes. Uh, I have a brother who's been up in the Boston area for a c- couple of decades, and he uh, is a, a Celtics fan uh, and a um, Patriots and Red Sox fan. So I've been taking it on the chin for for the most of this century. <laughs> but um, but um, he when when Kyrie got traded to the Nets, and I'm also I'm a Knicks fan and a Yankees fan. Uh, he he called me and he, and he said two things, and they they ring true today. He said, "Bro, you just dodged a bullet." You don't know that you dodged a bullet, but I've watched the Celtics for the last couple of years. I'm telling you, you dodged a bullet. And uh, and he said, this guy is toxic, and he's going to bring down the team. And, and then, uh, the Nets have a good team, a rising team, and, and you're going to see, you know, Kenny Atkinson, et cetera, it's not going to go well. And then the second thing. Uh, oh, he, then, was just, uh, he was dead on correct. And I'll tell you, even though we anticipated Kyrie Irving being a problem based on what happened in Cleveland and with Boston, I had no idea it would be to this level. Now, again, we went through a pandemic and that led to certain issues, but it's just been one thing after another, whether he wants to go celebrate his sister's birthday party, whether he won't get the vaccine and whatever reasons he he, he won't get it. Now the anti-Semitism from him. I mean, it's one thing after another with Kyrie and these are not small issues. These continue to be big problems. Now, I, I, I agree. And, and the other thing he said, which was is interesting, also true, is that he said there's never been a basketball player in the history of basketball who was as good as this guy is, yet makes his team so bad. The disparity between his talent and what he does to a team 
is beyond belief. He single-handedly guts your team. He's and, one of the more again, gifted. I think it's an excellent way to put it. He's one of the more gifted basketball players, athletically, physically, that I've ever seen in my life. The way he handles the basketball, his quickness, no being able to get to the hoop, you know, the ability to shoot. I mean, Kyrie Irving, if he had his total heart and mind into being the best basketball player possible, could be one of the greats all time. I don't think there's any question about it, but I also don't think there's any question about it. He's got other priorities, and he just relies on his sheer talent to, which a lot of times has been good enough to win some games, but I don't think Kyrie Irving is dedicated to the game of basketball enough to become one of the greats all time, even though he's got that type of skill set. Well, I don't think he's dedicated at all, so I think that actually he's uh, his main goal is not to play. You know, he's right. managed to sit out the pandemic, as you say, birthday parties. And and now, you know, the, the, but this latest thing, I, I want to just bring one other point by you. You mentioned Nets fans. And, and you know, you can, it, it, it's no different. It, in a sense, it doesn't matter who he insulted. If he insulted Muslims or he insulted Christians or Hindus or Jews, the fact is that you can't, you know, they're, they're, they're children. Professional sports are watched by children and young people who look up to these uh, athletes and you know it, it seems to me that the team when this kind of hatred is spewed out there some something even if he, Kyrie is never going to get it and he's never going to get it that's right. clear and he came out a couple of years ago and said he he didn't know whether the world was round yeah I heard so, that and, so, and look that think about that where he took caught some flack for it think about that in comparison to where we've now evolved to with Kyrie like that was yeah. nothing obviously compared to this Nothing. And so he won't I, even I, meet the I, media. The guy just doesn't get it. Okay, but if, go ahead, finish your point. No, just that I think that the Nets, and, and, and you made the point and, and, and a prior call, I, the Nets or the league or someone have, has to just do something so that at least children who are looking on know that, you know, that something like this has to have some consequence. I mean, it's a suspension of some kind, I think, has to be handed out to him. Right. I don't know if it will be. At the very least. You're right. It's not going to do anything, really, Dave. And thank you for the call, other than maybe appease um, some people and, you know, a a little slap on the wrist. Or, or, I mean, you know, it's not going to really do much to Kyrie Irving as far as changing his mind. I believe Kyrie Irving, you know, Kyrie's got a lot of. Kanye West in him, and I know that, you know, I'm not going to get into the whole Kanye West thing. Somebody that I've been a fan of my, you know, not my entire life, but since I discovered his music in the early 2000s, whenever it was, 2004, but Kyrie, uh, Kanye is, it, it's it's sad, but the guy, it seems like the guy's losing his mind here. And he went on the same thing with the hate stuff and anti-Semitism, and it feels like, I'm not trying to say Kyrie is exactly what Kanye West is, but that's what it reminds me of, of two guys who are not understanding of why what they're saying and doing is hurtful and wrong and just continue to be thick-headed about things, saying that they are right and everybody else is nuts, which is why I feel like whatever apology or whatever suspension is had and then a subsequent apology it's not real anyway. It'd be forced. I truly don't believe Kyrie Irving thinks that he did anything wrong, which is the worst part of it. Scary, actually. 
There is, though, it's such a difficult spot. Like, clearly we know what Kyrie Irving did was wrong and stupid, and he should be punished for it and taught why what he did was wrong. But I also can feel for the fan base. You know, I'm not a Nets fan, and I don't like Kyrie Irving. Never have, never will. So I don't have to be put in a spot where I can't support the team that I grew up rooting for because this jerk is on it. Now, obviously, I've rooted for plenty of teams with plenty of jerks for for different reasons, So, which is why I can empathize with the Nets fans right now. But it's hard to say that sports, oh, you can't watch this guy, even though I said don't go. You want to show your, your – you want to voice your opinion? Don't show up. Don't pay for a ticket. They'll get the message. Maybe they'll do something about it. Which is why I started by saying, I think deep down, Nets fans, the diehard Nets fans don't really care. They want to see Kyrie Irving on the floor. What he does in his personal life or what his views are and what his opinions are, eh, doesn't really affect me, so I'm going to support the team. Now, it's not the right attitude, but I do feel like that's what a lot of sports fans feel. And if you're looking looking at it from a sheer basketball standpoint, I think you can make it two ways. One, the Nets obviously have more talent with Kyrie Irving. Two, they're still not any good, even with Kyrie Irving. They haven't been a good team with both KD and Kyrie. And now you bring in Udoka, who has his own issues. You don't get suspended for nothing. And if he were that good and what he did was not that bad, I don't think Boston would just let him leave with no compensation whatsoever. Nothing in return. So there's a lot of you know levels to this. And you could talk about it from the Nets organizational standpoint, from the fan standpoint, from Kyrie it all adds up to a complete disaster for a team that was headed in the right direction pre-KD and Kyrie. They went and got the superstars, brought them in, and those two guys destroyed what was a promising Nets foundation. Eddie is calling from Dallas, Texas. What's up, Eddie? All right. Sal, how you been? It's been a while. How are you, Eddie? Good, good. How's the family? How's yeah, not bad. Okay. So listen. Uh, all this from you sports guys talking morality, it just it gets me, especially obviously from Craig. And I love this. Well, I'm not Craig. You got to call Craig. Hold no, on a second. Yeah, so so talk, you could talk to me about my stuff. You want to have an issue with Craig, you got to call his show. I'm not speaking not for him. Issue. I don't got an issue with any of you guys. Okay. I love listening. Well, I'm just saying, you, you you said that. You, you, you had now, a problem. Uh, I mean, because I'm listening to, to you guys uh, preaching. Right. And here's what you're preaching. And I'm going to tell you something. Well, what am Let's I preaching? Start. I'm not preaching Let's, anything. I'm well, calling I'm the I'm going to start. Two, I got two points, okay? One, I'm preaching the new coach of the Nets, and I have no interest. You know I'm a Nick fan, okay? You bring this guy in. You bring him all day in twice on Tuesday. And the reason is, first of all, what we, we still don't know anything about this case. What did he do there? You know what I think he did? I'll be honest with you, Sal. I, I think I think he was hitting on. He was banging everything in that office but, uh, under the sun. Yeah, but that's not okay. okay. That, that's not no, okay, it Eddie. Is, it's not okay unless. It and was by the way, it's not even okay to phrase it the way that you just did. Like that's. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I apologize. However, but if it was consensual, it was consensual, and it looked like one led to two, led to three. 
Other than that, that's why they're not coming up with it. But you, re- you realize, Eddie, you realize that using his power to sleep with women oh, in God, a... The whole, that whole thing is nonsense. Okay, let no, me go No, 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 Eddie, hold on. It's not. It, it, you, you realize this is what I'm trying to educate you. You're in you, a you know. position of power, and women are addicted to power, and therefore... He took advantage of his, his position. No, no, Eddie, hold, hold on. Let me explain it to you because let me try to educate you here. If you are in a position of power in a – Eddie, hold on. Let me explain it to you. If you're in a position of power at a workplace and you are using that to sleep with multiple women, that is, by definition, harassment. Yeah, that is incorrect. All right? And now I'll move on to point two. Well, what do you mean it's incorrect? What are you, ta- what are you talking about? It's incorrect. It is absolutely incorrect. That has been the way it's been for all men and all time. If the women are attracted to power... No, Eddie, I, Eddie I, can't, power. I can't take it, Eddie. Your ignorance is not going to fly on my show. Go somewhere else with it. You can stick to your opinions and your beliefs, and you want to live in the 50s and think that that's okay. We've evolved as a society. We're trying. Makes it more difficult with people like you in it. But if you think that it's okay with Ime Udoka and what he did, which, by the way, he was married. You think that shows good character doing what he did? Now, I don't know the specific details, but we know enough to where he got suspended and Boston doesn't want him around there anymore. After he showed promise, Boston hired him. How long was he there? A year? And he's going around and messing around in the office with multiple women? And you think it's okay? Oh, yeah, just go hire him. Just go hire him. And the guy's in a position of power. He's a leader in the organization. Should be some things that shouldn't fly. You want to look the other way? I mean, look, that's up to you. But you can't dispute that it's wrongdoing in the workplace like that. You can't have that happen. Using your power to sleep with women. Can't have it. It's pretty cut and dry. I mean, there are, it was a violation of team policy. Like, I'm not sure what. You want to say, oh, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. There there are certain things you can't do in his position. And you're right. I don't know the details, but I know enough to know that what he did was wrong. And that the Nets are in maybe the worst position of any franchise currently to take a chance on hiring a guy like that. I'm not saying he can't get a second chance. Uh, I'm not saying he wouldn't be a good head coach for the Nets. I'm saying right now, with all that's gone on with the Nets, to bring this guy in who's currently suspended, and we don't even know all the details, to bring him in, you're, you're piling on your own organization. You're continuing to make it worse. Doesn't make sense to me. Your official station to talk Jets. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Salakata back 
on the fan, 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Phillies get the big win in World Series Game 3-7-0, crushing the Astros. Be shocked if the series goes back to Houston at this particular point. We'll look ahead more so to Week 9 in the NFL. Jets and Bills, big matchup there. Although we did have a bunch of trades. Remember I was telling you yesterday, it felt like, and I didn't look this up or anything, and now obviously after it came out, it felt like it was a crazy day or or trade deadline with all the rumors, all the trades that already did happen prior to the deadline yesterday. And then we saw a bunch more. Now, nothing with Eli Moore, nothing with the Giants, but still a ton of trades around the NFL. Crazy. And it's good to see. I like that action where you're seeing some big names, you know, um, in different places. Bradley Chubb, maybe the most important trade. I think Miami is going to be really, Miami is going to be a dangerous team. Not on the Bills level, I don't think, although they can handle the Bills, as you saw, with the win this year. But Miami is is dangerous. And, you know, look, Philadelphia adding Quinn, I know, but I'm talking about yesterday, the trades. How about Calvin Ridley, that loser? Atlanta, a former number one pick, has to trade this loser, Calvin Ridley, because he gambled on the NFL and his own team. They get a fifth-round pick and a second-round pick, a conditional fifth-round pick. And then a conditional second round pick. Uh, I mean, just a a terrible trade um, for a, for Atlanta for Calvin Ridley. I mean, this guy was a, once a stud. What happened, Fleeks? Uh, oh, here we go. Yeah, uh, Fleeks just sent me the trade. The a couple of tweets on these trades here. There were record. This is from Adam Schefter. There were record ten trades made yesterday. The most ever made on any NFL trade deadline day. Isn't that insane? Ever since the league pushed uh, back the trade deadline to the Tuesday after week eight in 2012, there's been a lot more movement within a week of the deadline. Yeah, and you know that's a good thing. You want to see some action. And dating back to 2012, there were two uh, the week of, one on deadline day. And let's see, five here. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're looking at a, a, a bunch of transactions. It's gotten better. And even still, Week 8 seems early. It's more than halfway or a little before the halfway point in the season, about halfway for some teams. But like, could you imagine if baseball, the trade deadline was June 30th instead of the end of July, early August? There would be like nothing done because most teams would have no idea whether or not they were in the race. So when would you do it? Wait a couple of weeks? Well, they push it back. Uh, that Maybe like every year you move it back another week and eventually you get to... Like week 10 or week 11, see what happens. Yeah, I feel like week 11 might be a little late, although now with the season extended out a little of, bit. So maybe te- week 10 out of an 18-week season. Right. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe get even halfway more. at There's least. probably a couple teams that, you know, if they lose another game or two in the next week, like I know they won on Monday night and they saved their season. The Browns get to 3-5, and five, but they have a couple tough games coming up. If there's 3-6, and 3-7, and seven, they don't sell off a couple pieces. Yeah, I mean, potentially. I, I like it. I like the action. I think it's smart. And you're seeing teams, you know, the Hawkinson trade, you're seeing teams, both teams either going forward or just trying to swap pieces, you know, certain teams getting picks for it moving forward. I love the action. I think it's great for what we do, of course, and everybody gets into it. And that's what was kind of new for me yesterday. I was like, wow, the NFL trade deadline, like that actually means something. Where in other sports, we know it means a ton. Who's going to you know beef up their roster, whether it's the NHL, the NBA, what type of deals are you going to be able to make? Obviously, Major League Baseball is the best one, at least in my opinion. But usually with the NFL, 
it's not impactful. Well, those leagues too. You mentioned the NBA and the NHL. The trade deadline is a lot later right. in the season. Right, so it, it brings closer some clarity. to the three quarters mark than halfway. You know what's weird though? I was I was reading something or watching something where the Giants. It was Joe Shane, I think. He had his conference. He was like, "Well, we got nine weeks left. We're still going to evaluate Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley." And they were talking about like if they were going to give extensions, this would be the week to do it on the bye week. He wasn't talking about them specifically, but just in general. But he's like, "Oh, we got nine games left." And I'm like, "Damn, that's it? Nine games left? Like, that's not a lot." I mean, we're almost halfway home already. Six and two, it seems so early on, but there's not that many games left. We're halfway home. I would, I personally would move it back one more week. I think that would be fine. If you want to go to week 10, that's okay too. I think nine or 10 would be the, would be the right spot. Especially with 17 games, make it so that, at, you know, every team has played, you know, and I think that's where week 10 would come in. Every team has played at least nine games by that point. Every right. team is at least halfway through their schedule and should have a good idea whether they're a real contender or not. Yeah, I, I like that because I do think the action, the more action, the better it is. Doug is calling from Long Island. Doug, good to hear from you. Where you been? And I told you, it's, I, I don't, I'm not overnights no more. My, my daughter has to be up early, and if I wake my daughter up, you know, I might be talking to you, and I might just not talk anymore. My wife will hit me with a frying pan or something to be over. I, I know the feeling. I yeah. keep it on the down low. I get it, yeah. All right, I, I got to go at you with this Zach Wilson thing. And before we even start, I was as high on Zach Wilson as anyone. Um, like, people are killing the offensive coordinator. And for people who call the offensive coordinator, he was gifted by Joe Douglas two offensive studs. He has gotten the most out of Wilson and Bryce Hall. My problem with Zach Wilson is he just has regressed as far as how he processes the game. And that to me is a bad sign. And he reminds me of years ago of Browning Nagel, all the talent in the world, nothing upstairs. Sal, I watched the game. The kid just does not see the ever there. But regress, regress from what? There's not much for me to regress from. I mean, he didn't play a full season last year. He hasn't played a full season this year. We're well, eight weeks in. A full season now. He's played eighteen games. Well, no, he's never had a full season from start to finish. But yes, but he started eighteen games. games. I no, I get it. But again, it was choppy yeah. last year. Pre-injury, post-injury, and then again this year, starting the season, you know, uh, injured, and then coming back recently. I, I just, what did he regress from exactly? It, I think the first game they take the training wheels off him. He just, my thing with Donald, that really bothered me about Donald was every game he made one head scratching throw. Zach made three in the same, in the second, like two in the second half were crucial. And then, then I got like on the way home, somebody sends me, you know, the, the Twitter interview after the game. That got me sick to my stomach. Like, you, you sure I wasn't drinking too much of the game? No, no, no. Because, you know, I've seen you at, at City Field during the postseason. No, and, you know. Oh, Sal. Oh, my God. I wish you were there, Sal. I was in rare form with the Patriots fans. And that is probably another reason this loss has eaten away at me more than ever is because of the way the Patriots fans were. They were like – and I'll give the Jet fans that with their credit because the Jet fan base gets killed for not supporting this team. The fans were out in full force. The fans were there. That place was rocking. And as soon as 
that interception happened. And I'll say this. He did hit him late, but this league is so soft. This league needs to get more consistent with calls. Right, but it's year, a penalty, and, and that's not even more. It's, it's, it's probably not even a top five of worst calls this year in roughing the, as far as roughing the passer goes. Yeah, and, and last year I lost back Wilson. They didn't protect him against the Patriots when Judon hit him late. Right. And, and I'll tell you another thing. I'm getting, and I never, ever cry to you about arms. I never cry to you about rest. The, the Green Bay game two weeks ago, Brees Hall gets hit way late out of bounds. The referee's reaching for the flag twice and then mysteriously forgot that he was reaching for the flag. And I'm going to send you, I'm going to send you the tweet of the, the play happens right in front of me. The Myers touchdown, the Patriots scored to open the second half. Mm-hmm. The tight end Henry, you cannot block a defensive player until the quarterback releases the ball. It was a pick play, that play they scored. Henry, Blocks uh, Sauce into the end zone, and Myers has an easy touchdown because it's a pick play. That should have been 15 yards and should not have been a touchdown. It should have been 10-9 Jets. And listen, they lost the game because of Wilson. I will, I, I'm not even going to blame it on the refs. I'm not going to blame it on the, the interception that got returned. Oh, you're not going to blame it on the special the teams. You're not going to blame it on Frank Lamar. You're no, going to paint it on Zach Wilson. Wilson. Right. Well, you and Wilson. everybody else except for me, it feels no. like. No, because you know what? I love the kid. I still think that, you know, he can turn it around, but that doesn't mean he can't be held accountable. Well, well by the way, by the way, Doug, just for the record, I think we're in agreement here because I would and did hold him accountable for a horrible game. You can't make those throws. You can't have those interceptions and expect to be Bill Belichick and the Patriots. My issue was not with Wilson's performance. I mean, obviously it was, but it was with the people who were jumping off the bandwagon saying he's not the guy after this. I don't know how you could definitively say that. I get the frustration and anger, but I, I don't get how you can all of a sudden go from, oh, yeah, we like Wilson and we believe he could be the guy to one bad game. Horrific throws, mind you, but still to believe that he's not the guy. I I don't think he's going to be that franchise quarterback. I'm, that doesn't mean he can't be a game manager or whatever. But I just, I, he has no respect for the ball. And the thing that killed me, the people tell me too for 350 yards, he should have thrown for 500. And there are people complaining why they didn't run the ball more. Plus, I was there. They loaded the box up. He had guys, sorry, he had guys open all day. And the other thing, especially when they needed to score before the two-minute warning so that they could get the ball back, because you know the onside kicks are hard. On the second down play from the two-yard line, we're standing there, and me and my buddy yell, he's going to get sacked here. He doesn't even see it. And then Michael Carter, who everybody loves, Michael Carter misses a block, and, and he loses seven yards, and then they score after the two-minute warning. He just, to me, he's just not picking things up and processing it. And what I heard from him after the game really disappointed. Yeah, I mean, that's that's even worse. And thank you for the call, Doug. Always appreciate you taking the time to give us a call here. And I know the circumstance is not as easy as maybe they once were where you work in the overnights. Difficult to, to get away from the wife and, and not wake up the daughter because you'd be in big trouble. You don't want to be in the outhouse just for calling me on the overnight. But I do appreciate it. Look, here's the bottom line. He's got to improve. I mean, we could talk about it to a blue in the face. If he does not get smarter and stop making bad decisions, he will be benched and the Jets will have to find a new quarterback. But I love his skill set. I'd like to see him mature a little bit and take more accountability. But those are things I believe he can improve on. 
if not this year, then certainly by next year. I can I get three, can I get at least two full years to evaluate him? I'd like three, but can I get two full years? Not eighteen games, especially not with that talent. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 